go back to high school with Mikey. It's Ari Sinclair, 76. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ari Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Mikey. Oh. Now, Aaron, um, I know that high school was not the greatest time of your life. That's true. But That's did you ever get it up to any of the delinquent behaviors uh, as uh, demonstrated by our protagonist in today's game? Well, it depends on which version of the protagonist I'm talking about. I never headbutted anyone. I will say that. <laughs> I did yell at people. I did run around. I wasn't a heavy dater in high school. But every once in a while, I'd, I would uh, find me a nice lady. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I did uh, go out in the halls when I wasn't supposed to, go into rooms I wasn't supposed to, and leave school early many, many, many times. So I can relate on those grounds. What about you, Boatster? It seems to me like you'd be a straight and narrow sort of guy in school. Yeah, yeah, I, I rarely got in trouble. Uh, you know, it's 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 quite uh, serendipitous that this today we are recording two shows about school life, Mikey and Back to School. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I do have some some schoolyard banter to relate uh, when we do Back to School. But uh, yeah, I never, you know, I was terrified of the locker room when when I was in when I was in school, mostly in middle school and high school. We didn't really. I never went in the locker room. Why were you um, scared of the locker room boat? If I may. Well, have. do you remember? Do you remember the locker room at Hurricane Middle School? Yeah, you go down the go down the back behind the stage. You go down the you, stairs. And... Yeah, down into the deepest, darkest dungeon, and they they had that toilet that was just sitting there right in the middle of the floor, no That's stall or anything it. around it. Yeah, did you ever use that? <laughs> no, I didn't go near it. I feared you it. You were literally when you use that toilet, you were literally King Dong in the locker room. <laughs> That's true. There's That's no true. doubt about it. You know, I did have a certain amount of respect for the boys that use that toilet, but I don't remember ever seeing anybody use it. And no. I don't want to see it. I'm sure you some jerks did. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about this game today, uh uh, and it's I was surprised that this got any ports. I'll be honest, I never thought about it because it's but I mean, it's a natural to get ported to the uh, to the ZX boat, mm -hmm. because and you mentioned that we we've covered uh, school days and back to school on this on this show, and both of those games are ripe with high school hijinks and middle school and grade school antics. You know, you're running around causing trouble, you're getting in trouble, and this game, I mean, eventually that's what this game was, and it actually fits quite nicely into the Spectrum library, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, well, let's just jump right into it, Aaron. Let's talk Fair about um, Mikey. I keep wanting so, to say back to school. <laughs> yeah, close but no cigar. So Mikey, now, Bo, before we get uh, into the game proper on the on the ZX, we've got to go back. We've got to go way back to Japan, uh, Boat, uh, where this game originated. In, in Japan, it was known as uh, Shinu Shane Tukan. Uh, which <laughs> say that ten times fast because I can't. But in Japan, this game really kind of got went through the ringer uh, mm -hmm. boat. In all honesty, because this started out as a game about school in Japan. This is one of the few games where in Japan they changed it and then didn't change it for everywhere else. Right, which is an oddity. Right. So uh, this was released in the arcades way back 
1984 boats. I mean, this is a pretty old game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had, it was one to two player alternating. And in the game, uh, it, you are you play Mikey, and your goal is to go around the school to collect hearts that make up a letter from your girlfriend. And the whole time you're being chased. Now, uh, in Japan, and we'll get to the particulars of the game, but I want to talk about the overall game because the plot changed. So in Japan, when this game was made, it was made just like we know it on the Spectrum and other uh, home ports. It was in a school. You were Mikey. You were being chased by teachers and whatnot, and you were going around. And uh, but the differences are that you were you were headbutting people, and you were also in a school. Well, the the Japanese people. I don't know if it was the people uh, at Koinami or whoever. Someone decided that this was a bad look uh, for schools. I read on the wiki that they had at the time. There had had there had been some issues in Japanese schools. I have no idea what issues there were. You never know. It was eighty four, but they decided that this would be a bad look for the game, and so they rearranged this game. And instead of being in a school, it's in an office building, mm-hmm. and you play a guy who works in the office building, and the people that are running around with you are other people in the office. Okay, so yeah, I believe I believe that Japanese title that you flawlessly pronounced is actually you. translated to something like freshman employee Tenudo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I, somewhere in my mess of notes, I've got the actual name of it. I don't know where I put it. So the, uh, but they, you can understand why they wouldn't want that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I can't really understand it, but I don't know what was going well, on. Well, it, it's sort of interesting because uh, in arcade games, now, of course, this is early. This is 84. So this might have been, you know, there there might have been a moral panic that existed in 84 and didn't exist later. Yeah. But there's all kinds of games where you play as, you know, schoolboy gangsters, like the original Renegade game that didn't start out being set on the streets of New York City. That started yeah. out being set in the streets of Tokyo and you were a schoolboy beating up other gang members. Same thing with River City Ransom. River City Ransom, really? you were a high yeah, yeah, the the original name of River City Ransom is street gangs and you play a high school gang member. No kidding. I had no idea. By the way, I found that name boat. You were very close. Uh, in fact, you may have been dead on it. The the Japanese title translates to freshman employee Toru. 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 So that's that's the Japanese version of this. So in Japan, you're in an office. So when they it was time to release this uh, in other parts of the world. Uh, they, and by the way, the changes uh, they made were pretty minimal. Uh, mm. Have you ever played the Japanese version of this? I had a look at the Japanese version, yeah. and it, the settings are all the same. You're yeah. in you're in a classroom setting. The dance studio is there. The restaurant, of course, they call it the restaurant and not the cafeteria. Maybe that yeah. was something that was different. But they didn't change a lot of the graphics, <laughs> other than the character sprites. They made the character sprites look a little bit older. But why in your you know place of employment you have a locker room, you know, a dance studio? They never explained that. Yeah, where's this guy work, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he works at the community college. So, when they again, they released this everywhere else, and they were like, the heck with this, we're going back to the school. And so that's where you get the Mikey we all know and love. Now, they made some changes uh, when this thing came home. And what they changed was the basically in the in one version of this, you actually headbutt stuff. You headbutt mm-hmm. glass. You headbutt mm-hmm. other people. You know, <laughs> Which, yeah, it's your main uh, weapon, your forehead. Part of that, part of me, I enjoy the headbutting, <laughs> to be honest with you. And they, But they changed it to basically like 
screaming, I guess, or yeah, geez, primal like, scream, power. shouting, yelling yeah. at people. Headbutting's better. Yeah, uh, and and so that's how it got released uh, around here. Actually, I put together a little comparison here. I guess since we're talking about the arcade, I might as well look at it. Now, uh, the arcade version is actually a pretty uh, colorful, uh, you know, game. It looks nice. Uh, it's a it's I would say it's pretty fun. Was this one on your radar long ago, or is this one you... I mean, you surely... Well, I know you've played it before now. I've said... I've told you many times that I believe yeah. 1984 to be the peak year in all you of have, arcade gaming. You have and, said that, yeah. And this is another example. This is still, you know... Arcade games had reached the point where they were able to have some amount of graphical fidelity. We we progressed past, you know, maze chase games and stuff like that. And the graphics were starting to get pretty good. But at the same time, the market hadn't solidified to the point where the people realized this is the kind of game we all need to be making. So there were all kinds of different games about all kinds of different things. That's how you ended up with games like Domino Man, which was also released in 84, and Tapper, yeah. which was also released in 84. So yeah. this is just another... Now, are these games as good as Domino Man or, Ta or Tapper? No, Mikey is not as good, but it's still pretty darn good. I, I yeah. really like Mikey. I never played Mikey back in the day. I never heard of it. Uh, this is yeah. one of those games that the Brent introduced me to on the old main yeah. cabinet. This is one of the Brent's favorites, and I'll have to say, uh, Boaster, uh, this is I've never seen this in the arcade. So I'm assuming, there, and I know it did get released here, but I personally never saw it. Now, it seems to me I may have seen it on Starcade one time, but I just a guess. But mm -hmm. I, this game was known to me, and I think it was known to me because of the Brent. He find, mm -hmm. Brent, for a while, had this job where he would just sit around the office and go through MAME like every letter. And that's right. it. So he, did, he found all kinds of hidden gems, and this is mm -hmm. one of them. So <clears throat> this game was fairly successful in Japan. Uh, in fact, the month it was released, it it was the top arcade game that month. So you can't beat that. Not too shabby. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, it sounds like not that big a deal, but I mean, in 84 in Japan, you yeah, were up against I mean, the stiffest of competition. That's right. I believe Track and Field was also released in 84. Yeah, so they, they did pretty good. So you knew it was going to get, well, I didn't know this, but if someone somewhere knew it was time to port this to the house. I got to give the people that decided to port this credit. And this was, this was, uh, ended up being published by Imagine and developed, uh, of course, it came from Konami. But I mean, I've got, I could see, if it was me, I would never have ported this. But the people, especially for the people in UK, they had to have seen this and thought to themselves, "This is the kind of game that will get over here." Mm -hmm. And and they were, I think, they were dead on because this fits more perfectly on the spectrum than it does anything else, in my opinion. It just seems like it seems like it should have been born on the spectrum to me mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. So uh, this was released in '86, so it was a two-year turnaround. Now this also got a release on a sloop. I couldn't believe this boat. How many how many ports there were of this, man? This hmm. got ported to the Amstrad, the BBC Micro, the C64, the Electron, and the SG-1000. I'll buy that one. The SG-1000, sure. But the other ones, I was real surprised. Well, you know how these, these European software houses work, though. I mean, Imagine secured the license... And then they said, how can we maximize our, our, our investment in this thing? And so I can see it being ported to all the British. I would be surprised if it made it to something like, I don't know, like the Timex Sinclair or something like that. But usually you see, you know, it's very rare 
that an arcade conversion would get ported to the Spectrum and not also get ported to all the other British machines. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I guess you're right. If they're going to do one, they're going to do them all. But it's still just the fact that this thing, we've played a lot of really good arcade games that didn't get hardly any ports. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. here comes Mikey. And I mean, again, an obscure game. Maybe it was bigger in Europe, but it might have been. So. Anyway, uh, this uh, was ported over. The original asking pot price, it was the old £7.95 piece, so it's a cheap date. Uh, and this was programmed by a fellow, a fa- fairly famous fellow named Jonathan Smith. Uh, Jonathan worked on uh, some NES stuff, boat, uh, believe mm-hmm. it or not, including Hudson Hawk. He also worked on Batman and Cobra, among others, on the uh, ZX. Uh, the music was done by Martin Gal- uh, Galway. He also worked on Cobra. Uh, he also worked on uh, Ping Pong, Terra, Terra Krista, Yar Kung Fu, a lot of stuff. Uh, so you had a good bunch on there. The loading screen was done by uh, Frederick David Thorpe and the cover of the cassette, Bob Wakelin. Uh, so this game, uh, again, came out in 86. Now, uh, the game Mike in the arcade was a vert. And of course, you're moving this sideways. So you've got a little more real estate to work with. Now, we've seen that handled in different ways. I think they handled this in the exact right way, Boat. They took advantage of that extra real estate to give you a little more graphical action, a little more room to move. Yeah. What do you you think about the translation of this uh, uh, coming over to the Specky Boat? Yeah, they managed to keep, you know, all the levels are present. Yeah. Uh, You've got a generous amount of color. All of the stages are multicolored. Um, the characters, you know, retain their personalities. Their characters are all monocolor. They're all black. You know, all the all the all the characters moving around, uh, but they they retain their same shapes. You can tell, like for example, we're looking at the the the, the first level here. You, the, the football player looks like a football player, of course, just like in real classes. Football players always attend class decked out in their full regalia, including helmets. You'll recall that if on on a on a Friday at the middle school or the high school, those guys would wear their outfits. They would That's wear their their outfit. Before. I don't know that they would wear the pads and the helmet. Though. That would be that would be. <laughs> I would enjoy that because they'd have to go around all day wearing that stuff. That would be funny. They would be dead meat for the game. That's for sure. The most important thing about this game, though, is that it manages to keep the same amount of speed that the arcade original does. Because this is a frantic game. You are yeah. always on the move with Mikey. You're being chased by the, the man, the school authorities. And uh, and if this would have been a slow experience, yeah. or if they would have if they would have done the speed wrong, if they would have made it, you know, too unfair and you were just you were too easily caught, it would have ruined the game. Uh, to me, playing these back to back, I didn't really see that much difference in the AI of the the the, the computer opponents or you know your antagonists in the arcade yeah. version versus the uh, versus the Spectrum version. Did you? You know, if you look if you look at them head to head here, they actually were. It's it's quite. They did a real good job of matching the pace. Right. I mean, if you look at them head to head, look. I mean, it's it's very very similar. Uh, I like. I like what they did, okay? Because, first of all, this game is not easy in, in the arcade. We can agree with that. And, mm-hmm. and it's not easy on the Spectrum either. Either It's not the easiest game to play. Uh, and part of it is it's manic. You're always running around. Uh, you know, you're collecting these hearts. To get these hearts, it requires different things on different levels. And the first level, you sort of have to, you have to bump the desk of, the, uh, of people, and they don't, eventually the hearts that skip around, you'll generate a heart. You can grab it. And you have, but it keeps you running in and out of these desks. Yeah. So we, we should talk about we should talk about this first level because this is one of the more unique tasks that you have to deal with. Do you as think being this a, is the a hardest gamer. level? 
It's absolutely the hardest level. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You. Okay. But it, we should talk about what you're actually doing. So you're you're yeah. sat in a classroom with nine desks. Everybody's sitting at a desk, including you. Your job is to go up to another one of the desks and use your posterior to bump other students out of their chairs. <laughs> you butt okay? butt them. Yeah. Yeah. You butt butt them. And then then you sit down in their seat and you collect the heart. Okay. And when you collect a certain number of hearts, then you, then you get to move on. However, yeah. there is a bonus point heart that you can collect. If you just happen that kind of roams around the room. And if you manage to uh, collect that at the right time, then you get bonus points. And from what I've learned from our discord high score competition, I think it takes three butt bumps to get somebody off their seat. So what you do is you, you prime, you prime the pump, Aaron, you give everybody two butt bumps and then you're able to go right to where that flashing heart is and collect the flashing heart. Really? I yeah. never thought about that. That's a good idea. I was wondering how those scores are getting made because I was mm -hmm. not so lucky. And there, One thing about this game, on each level, there's a place where you can get like some extra action. Mm -hmm. And and that's the way, it, on that level, that's how you do it. There's one level where you have to go up and, and smack around the stereo. And there's a level where you have to hit a desk. The first level, though, is difficult. for. It. I thought that was a real tough level. Yeah, uh, but it's it's it looks cool, and I will say if you go to Mikey's school, this is the biggest jerk I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, he's doing the old Popeye. He's collecting the hearts just like Popeye did for Olive, mm -hmm. but Popeye just went and grabbed him. This guy's physically whacking suckers out of his way to get. The, I don't know what that is. Does that love or what is that? It's horrible. <laughs> you know, and well, it's just like the song says. You know, baby, don't hurt me. That's yeah. The teacher roams around the room after you and occasionally the teacher will shoot something what do you figure that is he's throwing is he throwing something what is well that? on the arcade version it looks like he's throwing his voice in a ghostly like yeah. manner yeah. um i maybe it might be a book you could construe it as a book that's flung open on its back you know yeah. uh they, know they never that. make it they never make it explicit but he throws something at you that destroys you have you ever thrown a book at anybody it's uh, in your class uh no no i've never been that upset i have accidentally flung my baton and hit students though oh, but that wasn't man. that was just in a fit of loss of motor control rather than you rage. know uh I, when i was in school th the rules were a lot more lax if you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so mm -hmm. i've seen teachers throw books at kids and hit them mm. and, and lock kids in closets uh, of course there was also spankings yep. the whole nine yards so it's it a whole <laughs> different world than it is in a school today that's true and, Anyway, once you finish getting past this first level, you roll. You, next, you go out in the hall. That's something else I like about this game. There's a, there's a, it's a, it's a progression to from one thing to another. You don't just appear. You, so know, you know what? You know what? This reminded me of good this, old Lazy Jones. Yeah, it is sort of like that. This is sort of like. <laughs> This is sort of like uh, the school version of that of that screen adventure where you go to the other room. It's an, mm -hmm. it's like the overworld map, basically. Yeah, and you net you go into the next room. The next room is the gym, right? And you and you have to run around getting these getting these hearts, and around the area here are like baskets or buckets or boxes with basketballs. Yeah, there. yeah. So what this is, this is just uh, just in case you're trying to form a picture in your mind, you're not actually in the gym. You're in uh, the locker room. Okay, yeah. And, is that what yeah, this you're, is? Like yeah, you're in a locker room, room yeah. and, and you're collecting hearts from the lockers by yelling into the locker. This is which, a weird thing. I guess um, you used to headbutt them, so that's... But, I don't know yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you've got, you've got these three wicker baskets full of basketballs, and so you can use those to fling those at your yeah. adversary to, to get them off your tail. 
And tell tell the people what happens when you hit one with a basketball. Now, when you hit one with a basketball, they don't get knocked down by the basketball. <laughs> they start dribbling the basketball. Right. They're like, hey, thanks. <laughs> Until they get bored. Then they come right. and kill you again. This is another one. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on there, but it, it's, it works, you know. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this level, and really both, all the levels in this game, except for the overworld level, is there's depth. I mean, you've really, it's a, it's a very free form game, mm-hmm. you know? So you're literally all over the place, uh, I, which I like. You know, I'm a big fan of that kind of free roaming. Right. So once you complete that, then it's time to go back to that overworld map, avoid the janitor, and to go to the next room. Now, the next room is like, is, is your cafeteria area. Right. The canteen. Uh, so in this room, same bit, you're collecting the hearts and on, and you can also in this room whack, there's a hearts on the table you have to get hold of. This one, you're being chased by the cooks. And I believe there's also a janitor involved. But what is the big white thing in the top of this room that looks like it looks like a giant iPod or something? What is well, it? I was I, I was thinking it was some sort of like automat type thing, you know, where you put oh, money in and, it, and your food is delivered to you. Yeah, you might be right because those are huge in Japan, aren't they? I forgot mm-hmm. about that. That yeah. might be what it is, Boat. Very good. Uh, so this is the same thing. You could you could also throw stuff in this one. This is this one. I, uh, the few times I got here, I was able to get past that part. Believe it or not. Then you're back to the overworld map, and these overworld maps get harder the further you go down to to, to avoid all the stuff. But I didn't. I never really had too much. There's like rolling there. barrels. There's yeah. rolling barrels. There's the janitor, and then there's also the teacher that he 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 continues to chase you from the yeah. first room. He never now, lets you go. Explain to the people this next room, Boat. I'll let you handle this one. <laughs> so the next room is the dance studio. And, yeah. and this is probably the one of the easier rooms to complete because you don't have to really yell into anything. You're just basically picking up hearts on the floor. You're avoiding the other dancers yeah. and, uh, and and getting out. This is I, I was a, I was actually able to, to loop this game, if you can believe it, Aaron. Really? And, yeah, I and, got um, past this part. And, uh, I will say, you could also scream into the stereo and get extra points. No, I was not aware of that. I didn't yeah. know that, so I didn't do that. So then you're back on the old overall map for the for your final play. This now, is where you go th- outside. Yeah, this is the final the final stage. And uh, it's another, you could tell they were running out of ideas by this point, by the time they got to the <laughs> dance studio. Because yeah. they're just like, we're going to scatter some hearts on the floor and you're just going to pick them up and you yeah. got to avoid the other guys. So now this is this is really the only part of the game where this the the the, the spectrum's graphical ability sort of let it down a little bit because yeah. your girlfriend looks like an alien. <laughs> she looks oh, like a praying a mantis alien. Um, she's winking at you, but she's when like she a winks, with yeah. You know, like when, when she scooter. winks, her eye just disappears. Yeah, she looks like the female scooter, which I think right. the scooter did have a female version. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it, Yaddle I think Peter. was her name. And so, um, but uh, this is uh, that this is really the part of the game that lets it down because in the arcade game, you meet up with your girlfriend who actually looks like a girl. The car pulls up, you get in the car, and you take off, and, and it, it's a fitting end to the game. Uh, yeah. In this game, you don't get that. You get your girlfriend says thank you, and then you just loop right back around to the first stage. Now, we would be remiss, but if we didn't mention the music in this game, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you picked up on it. So when this got released in the arcade, they actually had a Beatles song in there. Yeah, right. They had two uh, Beatles songs. Uh, yeah, uh, one was a Hard Day's Night. What was the other one? Do you remember? Twist and Shout, which is yeah, actually right. an Isley Brothers song, but it's yeah. you know uh, so, covered by the Beatles. I was reading on the wiki about that because 
even back in those days, it's not like anyone could just take Beatles songs and stick them in where they wanted. You know, this is the Beatles. They're not they're not playing that, right? So it, they the 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 soundtrack on this they had permission by the J A S R A K R A C in Japan. I guess that's a licensing outfit. Mm-hmm. And there's a license displayed on the instruction card and printed on the circuit board. They have they wanted ever, you to make sure that you knew you that they licensed heard that. of that? <laughs> well, a, there's a, not a whole lot license. of games that licensed music from the Beatles, let alone, you know, any rock group. So I can see why they went the extra mile, because I'm sure that people would have questions, especially this game coming out of Japan. What's a Japanese outfit doing with Beatles licenses? But yeah, they licensed it through there. Basically, the Japanese equivalent of BMI ASCAP. And uh, and, I think and they put it in there, though. and then that license extended to Imagine and uh, and and yeah. their version. That's astounding. What did you think of the sound on this thing, Boat? Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. you know, I thought, uh, was, I, I thought it was a t- this game sort of the total package, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you giving this high praise? Then I'm assuming I this is this is among the best um, uh, Spectrum arcade conversions I've played. Absolutely, I, I'm going to agree with you. So I looked up some reviews on this thing, the Boatster. Uh, before we get any Discord stuff, uh, Crash gave this a 93% boat. Uh, Sinclair User gave it a 3 out of 5. Your Sinclair gave this a 9 out of 10. Not too mm. bad. This one, a, a 1986, it was fifth best music in the 1986 Crash Readers Awards. Uh, it was a Crash Smash, uh, and it was a Your, Your Sinclair Hot Shot. Mm. So not too bad. Uh, did you get any Discord action on this boat? We got a ton of Discord action. Oh, on this really? One. Go to work, man. We're going to start out with McChessers. And he says, The Specky does a surprisingly good job at replicating the arcade adventures of high school miscreant Mikey. The <laughs> backgrounds make good use of color, and the sprites are well animated, even down to the main character's weird bow-legged strut. And <laughs> props must go to the development team for having the nerve to include a hard day's night on the title screen but scratch the surface and underneath the appealing graphics and theme lies a pretty shallow maze chase style game no matter what platform you're playing it on six out of ten so chessers not a fan burial pajaco 6502 writes the zx spectrum version does a bang-up job of recreating the arcade game albeit the high school graffiti version without the headbutt it runs at a decent pace and is very playable. However, the game is unfair at times with luck rather than skill coming into play sometimes. But it's easier than the arcade and includes lots of little secrets to find too. Play with the joystick and it reduces bu- both button actions down to one. Uh, it's fun as I remember, even with the arcade version available through emulation, I would still recommend checking out the Specky port. 8 out of 10. Mm. Jigglebox writes... I've had a soft spot for this game since I got it as a subscription gift with Crash Magazine way back when. I've still got the original in my collection. Upon revisiting it, the colorful graphics, great music, and sound effects remain ahead of its contemporaries and stand up well against its successors, especially given that it is a 48k game on original Specky hardware. The gameplay is engaging for a while, but there are a few unfair circumstances which can, which seem to lead to one or two lives lost. Overall, this is a game I'll keep returning to, but not long for each time. 7 out of 10. Uh, Mitsuyama writes, Though I found that this Specky conversion plays quite differently than the original Konami arcade classic, that does not detract from what is another great game from the genius Jaffa Smith. This game has it all. Nice title music and sound effects along with great graphics and gameplay. 
Don't get me wrong, this game is tough. Some say that an element of luck is involved, but the fantastic high scores from Z9K9 and Pajaco6502 demonstrate that this game can be mastered. Uh, we're going to go over that when we talk about our high score challenge. It's not perfect, yeah. however, and I found that Mikey could get caught on some of the objects in the levels, especially the desks on the first screen, which resulted in some frustrating deaths. Also, the janitor in the corridor screen could often be tricky to get past. However, these are minor complaints, and I found this to be a terrific game from a programmer who could make the specky really sing. 8.5 out of 10. And finally, Aaron, we have a review from Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, who suggested this game to Clive's Club. He said, we've already heard a lot about this game today, so I'll talk about my own memories of Mikey. It was a cold winter's morning in 1986, and mm-hmm. I was attending a school trip to the county court to view some small cases. Let's pause there for a second, Aaron. Did you ever take any field trips to the county court to watch some no. small cases? God, no. <laughs> Although Me I have either. taken a few trips to court, but not because I wanted to. Yeah, and not during school. Not when you're no. yeah, That seems... That's cultural difference. Yeah. It was a slow day with much downtime up in the viewing area. I peered over the balcony and noticed a security guard sat in his box holding a copy of the new February 1986 Crash magazine. I suddenly remembered with pleasure my copy would be waiting for me at home. I couldn't wait. I noticed the Crash cover and wondered what Oliver Frey's Valentine artwork was all about. He flicked through the pages and arrived at the double-page spread of the Mikey Crash Smash. I could just about make out all the color in the screenshot and was immediately intrigued. We had seen so many monochrome games lately, and I could see this game was totally different. Stunning colorful graphics, curious screens, a game genre I had never seen before. The Specky Specky had turned a corner, and I could not wait to borrow a copy from somewhere. Wink, wink. This is why Mikey gets a Herm Firm 9.5 out of 10. Very good. Love now, reading those memories. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff, you know. Yeah, this one, I will say I, I was impressed, Booster. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I really enjoyed this one. And I uh, I think if it's in terms of a genre, this is one game, like you said, before everyone had figured out what they had to do to make money, this is one that you never really got duplicated as far as mm-hmm. I know. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I like it, Boat. Yeah, and I, I really think that, you know, in the years following 1984, everything just shifted in a more violent direction, and you got, you know, more games like Renegade, Double Dragon, stuff like that, and, and the, the sort of arcade scene solidified around their target market, which was, of course, Teenage Boys. So um, Mikey is a unique title. It's not the best game, but it is worth checking out at least once through an emulator. I agree. I agree, Boaster. All right, Aaron. We should talk about, you know, on Discord, on our Discord, which you can join uh, by heading on over to patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Um, we host a high score challenge on the spectrum every month, and we had some absolutely wild scores this week. Or I'm sorry, this month. Uh, crazy ones. Yeah. I couldn't believe uh, how high. After playing that, I, I felt like a piece of garbage, frankly. I couldn't yeah. do anything like they could. Uh, Pajaco 6502 took this home, Aaron, uh, first place with a score of 257,200, but followed up by Z9K9 right behind him, uh, with a score of 244,000 Jigglebox, Mitsuyama, Hermski, and myself, uh, also participated. Oh. I had the lowly score of 32,600, but I'm, I'm a winner in my heart. Aaron. 
<laughs> okay. Well, good. <laughs> so, um, thank you to uh, Herm Paul, aka Hermski, for uh, running the high score challenge every month. We appreciate it. And uh, we should talk about, Aaron, what's going on for next month's episode. Of course, we passed a momentous milestone uh, this this past month, Aaron. We have officially uh, reached halfway to our goal of making our Sinclair a weekly program. If you go over to our Patreon page, you can see uh, how close we are. I think we're up to about 104 bucks a month. Once we hit that $200 mark, our Sinclair will go weekly. And uh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. So uh, we thank, of course, uh, all of our Clive's Club members that voted on Mikey. We want to thank uh, Paul Harrington, McChessers, Jed Byrne, and Justin Tenpot Gamer. Thank you guys so much for being part of Clive's Club. And we want to thank our Patreon supporters, Chartel, Shashi Das, Jigglebox, David Terrace, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Captain Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Mark Downey, Hermski, Peter Mulholland, Chris Folds, Gary Heather, Mark Durham, Mitsuyama, and Pixels at Dawn. Thank you guys so much Thank you. for supporting our Sinclair. Now, Aaron, next episode is for in the sports, racing, and sim genre. Okay. And uh, the boss man himself, Paul Harrington, nominated enduro race and it was voted on and selected to be played oh. by us next episode enduro oh, racer aaron I'll, I'll, i think I'll, it's actually I'll, in I'll, is it enduro like racer enduro, you got me man enduro race zx yeah i think it's enduro racer enduro racer I've liked games with similar names, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another arcade port, too, so we'll have plenty to talk oh, about. Oh, this is a Sega arcade port, isn't it? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. Cool, I haven't played that. All right, guys. Well, thanks, as always, for watching. You can watch us live when we tape if you uh, go and follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Uh, you can see when we're going to tape, and uh, we will see you next time. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.